Okay, everybody settle down. Let's get class started. This is a podcast called Pod Meets World, and it's a podcast about Boy Meets World, which, I mean, if you don't know, then I don't know why you're listening to this, but it's a sitcom that ran from about 1993 to about 2002. Probably wrong. Should have checked that before I said it, but it's not a big deal. Anyways... I'm hosting this podcast, and and who am I to do so? Well, to start, my name is Kyle Martinak. I'm a, uh, well, I'm a consumer of a lot of media. I've been honing that craft for many years, and uh, because of those years of honing that craft, I'm both uh, pretty media literate and also shaped like a potato. So, yeah, that's who I am. My name is Kyle Martinak, and with me is... Rosalie Martinak. Yeah, that's right. That's my wife, Rosalie Martinak, and I am her husband. Right? Yes. Oh, okay. Just just checking. Uh, so you might be asking yourself, why why are these folks hosting this podcast about about the boy meets world? And uh, well, we're married. We've been together for ten years, and we've been married for f- almost five years. Almost five. Coming right up on five, and we have two kids together. And throughout our whole relationship, Boy Meets World has been kind of this weird keystone, like this thing that we keep going back to. And part of that is because we own the DVDs. We just started collecting seasons. And uh, before that, before we were together, before we really even knew each other, we watched it in our youth. So it's, it's just kind of soothing. It's really comfort food, as most sitcoms are. But we have... Correct me if I'm wrong, we have a pretty different uh, history with the show, right? I would say so. Because I, I watched the show during its original run on ABC's uh, TGIF. Uh, you you didn't watch it during its original run, right? I don't think so, no. When did you watch it? Uh, specific year, date? I don't no, know no, not year or um, date. I'm, I'm not asking you for... This isn't a book report. <laughs> Or a history report. History report. Um, Watch it after school. After school. After school, you know, before dinner. So that would have been the the reruns on the Disney Channel? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely on the Disney Channel. Okay. So what this serves as is kind of episode zero. It's, uh, I'm calling it orientation episode, where it's kind of like the first week of school, where you show up and there's a nice syllabus and... Uh, you know, you go through step-by-step step everything that's going to happen in the class, everything that's going to be discussed, the things that are going to be expected of you, expected of the teacher, in this case, the podcast host. So grab your syllabus. You don't have one, because this is audio. And uh, we're going to just 
take you through the basic steps of what we're going to do on the show and answer some frequently asked questions before you even get a chance to ask them. So technically they're not facts. They're not asked questions. They're, they're knock? Knack? So what we're going to do with the show is uh, shorter episodes, around 30 minutes to kind of match the show itself, and also because the, the other podcast that I do, Media Sandwich, which you can find at media-sandwich.blogspot.com, or hopefully by now, as soon as this comes out, on Google Play, iTunes, or uh, there's an RSS feed that you can use your various podcatchers on. i got to tell people about the other show. Uh, those episodes are really long. I, I don't know how to do that show with Chris Pranger without going on for like two hours. And this show, I want to do something different. I want to do very short, very, very strict rules on how long the episodes should be. 30, 35 minutes, that's what we're doing. So a sitcom length with, with commercials, episodes. And we're going to go episode by episode through Boy Meets World, which... As I mentioned earlier, I think it's like there are about 257 or 58 episodes total, I think. So, what, seven seasons? Seven seasons, and usually a sitcom season is around 22, 23, maybe 24 episodes. One thing that I definitely want to do is end every episode by uh, us deciding whether the episode was a classic goof em up, meaning a fun comedic episode with you know, kind of a light plot and mostly focused on comedy and not so much on situation, or if it was a very special episode, which, hey, if you're a child in the 90s, you know what that means. That means, oh no, Blossom has pot, or oh no, uh, you know, this character might is thinking about maybe having sex, or oh no, there might be I mean, just off the top of my head with Boy Meets World, a cult? There's a cult episode that we will get into. That's going to be a fun episode for me because it might be uh, it might be one of the weirdest episodes of Boy Meets World. And that's saying something because there's also an episode where where werewolves exist. There's another episode that's just basically a sequel to Scream. There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on, especially in the Halloween episodes. I think I would say that the cult episode is, I think, your least favorite. Oh, I don't know, because... And here's another thing that's perfect for orientation episode. I'm not a huge fan of season one of Boy Meets World. I really rarely touch season one unless we're taking an, an epic dive from start to finish, because... I quite honestly don't remember season one. In season one, it's a kid's show. Mm -hmm. And from season two forward, it's a show that kind of blends together being a show for kids that adults can certainly find funny, especially the adult scenes. It's kind of... Another show that you and I really enjoy from our youth is Rugrats. Oh, yeah. And we've been going through that a lot, because we have small children. We have a one-year-old and a three-year-old. So Rugrats is a show we can watch with our kids that's still pretty funny, actually, the old episodes for the first two seasons, because the adults are written to be kind of dolts. Like, they're... I definitely have a different perspective watching it now as parents. Oh, definitely. Like, those parents are criminally negligent. <laughs> I'm like, 
where are they? Yeah, so that's fun. But it was also fun as a kid. I, I always liked the jokes from the parents better from Rugrats than I did the jokes from the kids. Mm-hmm. And that holds true now. And that's kind of the same way I feel about Boy Meets World in spots where even if the kids aren't firing on all cylinders, the adults usually bring it up to par, especially the great William Daniels as Mr. Feeney. Mm -hmm. I I love William Daniels in everything he's been in. There's certain episodes that I'm excited about. Like, to to this day, they're my favorite. You've got your your hand-picked favorites? Uh Well... Let's let's give a little preview. What are what are your uh, ones you're particularly excited about? Well, I really like that episode where um, where uh, Eric is working at the is it a sporting goods store? Oh well, they buy a they sporting buy the goods sporting goods store. And yeah, so Eric's helping his dad. Yeah, his dad buys the sporting goods store. And then there's this girl singing. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, that episode. I love that episode. Yeah, uh, Dandelion. Right. I, that's not the <laughs> name of the episode, but that's how I refer to it. Uh, yes, that's a that's a great episode. Or at least, very, at very least, that's a great plot for Eric. And it makes great use of that set. There's a, before we dump, jump into the rest of the ones we're excited about, that's something that we're probably going to be talking about a lot because I'm a bit of a nerd about it with this show specifically. I became obsessed through our last run of Boy Meets World with set dressings. There is something going on with this show where I'm sitting there going, I instantly recognize the fact that that is the school set, but it's been dressed up to be something else. Or, ah, yes, there's an episode where they go to a a poetry basement. Like, I don't know, it's like a little coffee bar in a basement where they do poetry readings, and it's clearly supposed to be a different place, but it's very obviously the Chubby's set. Uh It's the burger place. It's Chubby's. I have a question. Yeah. At the school... Uh-huh. There is a particular door. Is it Mr. Feeney's office? The girls' bathroom? The boys' bathroom? Or the janitor's closet? Like, I... Uh, I believe the answer you're searching for is it's the guidance counselor's <laughs> office for one very specific episode where there is a guidance counselor who we then never see again. But in between, it is all of those things you just listed. That one door leads everywhere. That door is it's the space between spaces. It's the fifth dimension, that door. And that that's something that I am very... I'm excited to talk about once we get into the high school years, especially, is somebody in production was so... just so inventive in ways they could reuse the very obviously expensive sets that they had to build for season two forward. But before we get there... Uh, there's still plenty of good stuff from season one. There's actually a lot more. There's a lot more uh, filming outside of their usual sets in season one that they never do anymore, and they stick to their own locations. But uh, what other episodes are you looking forward to? Um, Taco. Yes, there's an episode. <laughs> Boy, this is me testing my memory of it. There's an episode where Topanga has to babysit. Uh huh. And inevitably turns it into kind of a test read for how 
how good of parents her and Corey are going to be, though they're only like 16 and just kissing. I, I think it was more along the lines of, are they on the same page? Right. But inevitably it turns into an argument in the school where it's also taco day in the cafeteria right, and that yes. seems to permeate the whole conversation leading to one of our family catchphrases which is taco <laughs> one word just taco, taco which helps because you're mexican so mm-hmm. we eat a lot of tacos we we had tacos tonight mm-hmm. real tacos not cafeteria tacos there's a difference there is a difference but we'll get into that when we get to Taco, which is not the name of the episode. <laughs> no, not at all. I swear we'll go over the names of the episodes every week. But that's a good one. Uh, do you have any others? Mm, I can't think of it right now. I mean, my obvious picks, the Scream episode. Oh, is, yeah. That episode is a fan favorite to the point where it seems to transcend any... Even people who don't, who aren't Boy Meets World fans remember and love this episode that just takes a break from being Boy Meets World so that it can be a much more amicable parody of the Scream movies than Scary Movie was, which I think Scary Movie came out the same year that episode did. So, yeah, it's a great episode. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt shows up as Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Mm. Uh, she shows up, and we'll get into it on, on the episode, but I think she shows up because she was dating Will Friedle, who plays Eric, and they were in a movie together at one point. But that's a, that's a great episode, because it's so ridiculous and silly, and, and preemptively makes fun of the fact that Scream makes fun of the fact that it's a slasher movie. It's, it's good stuff, especially for horror fans, um... I like episodes when Vader shows up, the father character for uh, Frankie. Oh, yes. Yeah, Ethan Soupley's character, mm-hmm. Frankie Stacchino's father, is played by the pro wrestler who goes by the name of Vader. But those are good episodes, particularly the episode where they outright ca- call their shot and say, this is an episode where a character has to be in two places at once, and we're just going to crib the exact circumstances from a Flintstones episode and they and they just say this Mm -hmm. there's a whole scene where Sean points out to Corey look Fred Flintstone spends 90 seconds in one location runs across town to the other location spends 90 seconds there goes back and forth and it's it's a great meta moment because it's exactly what happens for the second half of the episode I really in terms of very special episodes, as as we're calling them, episodes that are a little more serious. I really enjoy the uh, the ski lodge episodes that take place near the end of the high school years, where for the first time ever, Corey is confronted by the fact that hey, there there are other girls, and he might actually like this one really a lot, despite the fact that he loves Topanga and. Let's let's explore whether or not he is mature enough to understand, okay, this is the girl I love. This is another girl who I've met that I find interesting. Can I compartmentalize my immediate feelings and ideas of who this person is versus who I know Topanga is, yada yada? It's, it's presented like he's cheating on her. 
through the whole, I think it's two episodes, mm -hmm. if I remember right. Or maybe I'm just conflating that one episode with a later episode down the line when that character shows up again. But... It's just interesting that you mentioned that that's one of the, like, the ones that you look forward to. I think... I, I'm not a fan of that, that, that episode. It's a very cringy episode I, I because just, you're, you're watching going, oh, God, kid, no, you're making all the wrong decisions. Yeah. But I like it because it's, a, it's an episode where, for lack of a better phrase, shit gets a little real. It's, it's a very accurate depiction of high school relationships in as much as, like I said before, it's depicted as if he is cheating on his girlfriend because he stayed up all night talking to another girl and he has a base level infatuation with this other girl he knows it and in his just in that idea he feels like he has cheated on his girlfriend and so do so does everybody else who eventually finds out about it mm -hmm. it's i like it because it's innocent but it, it it's not consequence-free either. That's the, the effects of that episode last all the way through into the next season, I think. Mm -hmm. Also, I just like it because it's uh, Linda Cardellini playing the uh, ski... Not ski instructor, but the, the ski lodge employee yeah. that he becomes infatuated with. And Linda Cardellini, I'm a big fan of. Freaks and Geeks is one of my favorite shows ever. See, whenever I watch that episode, I'm, I'm always wondering, how old is she? I mean, I assume she has to be the same same age as them, right? Maybe, maybe she's 18. So she's working all day and all night? Like I, I don't know. We'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that you want to talk about it. But we'll have to save that for that episode. Okay. Um, let's let's move on to something a little sunnier. Um, other episodes that I'm looking forward to. I I really like certain episodes of the college years. Uh, the flash forward episode is a really big one on a lot of people, uh, a lot of people's memories. The episode where. We flash forward to Mr. Feeney's retirement party, which I want to say is 10 years into the future or 12 years into the future from where they're at in college. And we meet adult Cory and Topanga, adults with jobs and a child that they want to get home to. And everybody kind of enters the room and we see who they're going to be and who they've become. And it's almost like... It's almost like the clips of Girl Meets World that we've seen, where it's like, oh, you're just entering to tell us where you've been and what's happened to you and where you end up, and then you trot off and let the show continue. And of course, the punchline is Eric showing up, looking like Charles Manson, uh, claiming that he's changed his name to Plays with Squirrels. Uh -huh. And uh, carrying a giant book that's his manifesto, which is frightening, just to think about. And it's it's a great episode. And, and if I remember right, the whole thing is uh, precipitated from all of their relationships slowly being destroyed by a prank war. Like, there's a prank war that tests everybody's friendships. Like, it goes, it gets out of hand and everybody decides that they're just done being this big group of friends, and then we flash forward, and then we flash back. It's, I don't remember that at all. 
one thing that I will appreciate with the Girl Meets World folks is, from what I've gathered, everything that's in that flash forward in that episode, they stick with all of it for Girl Meets World. Mm. Except for, I think, Corey is... I, I think from the high school years forward, Corey is pretty dead set on being a CPA. Like, he's, he's just gonna, he's gonna be an accountant. That's mm-hmm. what he's studying in school, possibly. Uh, I think that's what he's supposed to be in that flash forward. And of course, in Girl Meets World, he's a teacher. Mm-hmm. So, I think that might be the only thing that they fudged. But, I mean, he could have easily been a CPA before he was a teacher, or vice versa. It doesn't matter. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good episode with, both very very fun moments and very serious moments so that one's going to be a really big toss-up whether it's a classic goof up or a very special episode i just thought of an episode that i like what's that um, i think it's in the second season it's they're younger um where Corey starts dating one of the classmates like i think it's his first girlfriend before topanga Oh, yeah, because they don't start dating until, like, end of season two, I don't think. Right, and she's got their whole lives planned. They're going to have three children. Ah, yes, yes. (laughs) And that actress is... uh, I'll have to look it up when we get to that episode, because I've seen that actress in something else around that time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's the episode where, while they're still kind of prepubescent, uh... Ben Savage and Ryder Strong are put into old age makeup. And it's shockingly good old age makeup. (laughs) I love that, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's a good episode. Just, I mean, that scene is fun, but the whole episode's pretty funny because... I don't know about you, because I don't think you were in a relationship that early. No. My first relationship was seventh grade, which I think lines up with what grade they're supposed to be in that Mm -hmm. season. And that first relationship, oh, God, it felt that way. Uh, I mean, not to name names or anything. I'm not gonna. But that first relationship, it really felt like, okay, so our entire lives are planned out and we're going to be together forever. And I was like, uh, I'm, I'm 13. I, I can't even get into an R-rated movie. I'm not thinking about children or retiring together or bridge tournaments or anything like that. <laughs> I don't know why bridge tournaments is <laughs> something that goes straight to mind, but but yeah, that was what a seventh grade relationship was. It was just like, no, obviously we're together for the rest of our lives, and it's like, uh, we're 13. That doesn't happen. Of course I say that, but you and I have been together since we were 19. Mm-hmm. So, eh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's a little different. It is different. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a very accurate depiction of seventh grade relationships, especially first relationships when you have no idea what you're doing. But I I envisioned this show as an excuse for us to just hang out and watch a chill TV show and talk about it and have fun. And, and yeah, it's, it's just kind of our, our sesh, if mm-hmm. you will. And, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else, can you? Nope. So that's kind of the lay of the land. That's us kind of parting the kimono, to borrow a phrase from another podcast, to show you how the show's going to work, which is why 
this episode should be releasing simultaneously with episode one. So if you're still listening to this, congratulations, you made it through episode zero. Uh, Episode one should be better because it'll be us actually talking about a specific episode of the show. But this is just kind of us as a general hello and how are you and thanks for listening and this is who we are. Um, I'm saying um a lot. I'm going to cut those out. But now that I've said I'm going to cut those out, I'm not going to cut them out because that's that's a thing that, pe- that podcasters do. But this will be the first time that I've podcast with you on the regular. And I'm excited about it because I think that we're going to have fun conversations about the show. And I think so. I think it's also a good opportunity for us to talk about something that we, we have plenty of knowledge about. We've seen this show a time or two. So, also, and here's the best part, is if you've seen this show a time or two, or you haven't, and you're... Alright, I'll just say it right now, if you're going through Boy Meets World for the first time with us as, like, a Boy Meets World home companion, good on ya. That's... (laughs) that's courageous. It's, uh... it's really comprehensive of you, and I applaud it. Uh, please stick with it. (laughs) But uh, if, if you have anything to say to the show, or anything you want to quibble about, or if I got something totally wrong and I'm talking from an air of authority that I've totally not earned, you can email us at podmeatworld at gmail.com. Note that there is no S at the end of meat. It's meat. So podmeatworld, M-E-E-T, the same way as it is on the show, but there's no S because somebody already had that. And I didn't want to screw around with, you know, Podmeat World 999 or something like that. Somebody's probably got that one too. But it's Pod, P O D M E E T W O R L D at gmail.com. I'm cutting out those little spaces where I'm trying to spell the word world. <laughs> He said meat, and I'm like... It's not M-E-A-T. It is... This is not an innuendo of any kind. I know that we're we're married, and that might happen sometimes on the show, where we make a little pass at each other, and that's fine. This is not it. This is... This is very serious. This is... This is serious. This is... Okay. (laughs) Serious face. Serious voice. Yes. Yes. Eyes on the prize. This is the... The show email is podmeatworld at gmail.com and hopefully by the time the show is up you can find everything related to the show at podmeetsworld.blogspot.com so that's that's the place where the show is going to be hosted where you can subscribe to the rss feed or hopefully maybe you can find the show on google play and itunes i'm working on that but anyways uh, that's been the orientation episode of the show, which will remain on the feed as a primer for anybody who hasn't met us before or hasn't uh, taken a trip into a show. This is a pretty normal podcast format these days, is the every episode show. And then if you want to contact us on social media, we have that too. I'm on Twitter, at Kyle Martinak, because nobody else has that name so I didn't have to put any qualifier like the Kyle Martinak in it. I'm just Kyle Martinak because I'm the only one there is. No one else would want that name. 
How about you? Are you on Twitter? I am not on Twitter. Are you going to be on Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> it's a big qualifier. <laughs> uh, maybe I can coax you to being on Twitter. But if not, you can certainly email the show and we're both going to have access to that. So if you have something for Rosalie, you can, you can definitely email her there. Or you can email me there. It's not a big deal. And uh, until we meet for episode one, which hopefully should be in the feed right next to this already, until then, class dismissed. say a little goodbye of some kind too oh anything you want i I don't know uh (laughs) see i don't do well with off the cuff right oh no like